Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast, fitness for real people, with your host, Gabrielle Mazar. Gabrielle Mazar. On today's episode, Gabrielle interviews relationship and romance expert Alicia Davon. Along with her husband, Erwan, Alicia helps singles and couples find and develop the relationship of their dreams and discover a romantic life that will knock your socks off. And now here's your host, personal trainer and stretch therapist, Gabrielle Mazar. Gabrielle Mazar. Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People. I'm your host, Gabby Mazar. And on today's episode, I have Alicia Davon. She is a relationship and romance expert. Welcome to the show today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. So today we're going to talk about everything relationships. And I wanted to get us started by just having you explain a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. So along with my husband, his name is Erwan, I have supported singles and couples and having amazing romantic relationship lives and sex lives since early 2000s. So it's been about 20 years that I've been doing this. And before I met Erwan and joined his organization, because he founded it and was doing this 10 years before we even met, I was getting a master's degree in psychology and leading women's circles and learning how to be a therapist. And I was kind of, my life was going in a particular direction. And then I met Erwan through a friend in my grad program because I was getting really interested in how female psychology relates to female sexuality and relationships. And I was starting to get really interested in it. And that was what Erwan's work was about. I mean, singles, couples, men and women, but included all of the stuff that I was interested in. So long story short, she introduced us and he and I started dating. Um, And then a few months into it, when I saw the types of classes that he was teaching and what he was doing, I was like, this is what I want to do for my life. And so after I finished my master's, I joined his organization and we've been together. We're married. We have a son. We run our organization together. And that's how I got to do what I do. Um, Do you want me to say what it is more about it? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, we basically were rooted in the San Francisco Bay area. So that's where we live. All of our work is online. Um, Most of our programs are available to both singles some couples. We do have some in-person stuff that we do occasionally now that it's kosher to do so. And people want to do that. And, you know, we'll get more into the method later and how we work with people, but that's essentially how it is. Yeah. So you specialize in singles and couples getting into, and also keeping and having successful relationships. What is the secret to having a successful love life? Okay. Or is there one? <laughs> there there totally is. And it's not a magic pill. And I'm going to answer it in two different ways. And they are actually really similar to each other, the two ways. The first thing I'll say is that the secret to a successful love life is presence and awareness and really being awake in your life, particularly in your romantic life. A lot of us kind of go to sleep. Sometimes we're with somebody for long enough that we kind of stop making efforts or bringing our whole self to it. Go through the Um, motions. 
yeah, just going through the motions and our attention and energy goes to different places, you know, wonderful places like work and house and kids and day-to-day logistics and all these things that we tend to create when we have a partner. Mm -hmm. Um, And if we don't have a partner, we kind of get wrapped up in those things. So really having attention, presence, and awareness within yourself and in the relationship or the relationship life. And we have different practices that we support our students in that help that because some people are like, okay, be present. What does that even mean? Or how do I do that? But it's often a surprise to people like, oh, cultivating my own presence and awareness and hearness and seeing what's going on and being awake actually is the most important thing to help my relationship life. It's often a surprise. Um, but it really is. And then the second piece that goes along with it is being a person that's willing to grow and develop and look at yourself and learn new things. Having that kind of orientation, it's like almost a guarantee that your relationship life will go really well. Oh, and if people don't partner, like to do that. Yeah. No, nobody well, wants to look at themselves. In not, it, it can be challenging, <laughs> you know, because a lot of us have difficult experiences that we're coming out of either from childhood or past relationships or whatever. Um, but it's not like you need to process it for 20 years, but it's really like, okay, what am I bringing to this? And how can I not stop being some way, but bring awareness and learn new skills and actually see what works in this situation. Right. Absolutely. So you and your husband have a method, the Davon method. And what I love about it is it's a very holistic method. And I love all the holistic methods because it brings all of the pieces together. So explain a little bit about what your method is and how it works. Sure. So over our last, I mean, my 20 years, Erewhon's 30 years experience, both with our students and in our prior studies, but also in our relationship, you know, as it's grown and developed over the last 20 years, we've created a method that we use to support both singles and couples, the Davon method. So there's five pieces to it. It's basically the puzzle pieces that you can put together and create a successful relationship. So the first one we call consciousness. And this is being aware of your hidden relationship patterns. It's like the psychological aspect of what we do, you know, what people often go to therapy for and so on. And it's not therapy, what we do. We're not licensed therapists, we're coaches, but it's really delving into whatever patterns arise in your romantic relationships. So that's the first part. I can share more about it later if you want me to, but I'll move on to the second. Second part is contact. Contact, making deep contact with yourself, your deepest self beyond all of the automatic patterns that we're usually kind of enacting in our relationship lives. Some people like to call it your spirit or your being or your authentic self, or maybe there's religious words that people use. It doesn't really matter what you call it. It's just like who you are, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So when you're aware of your patterns and you've made contact with yourself, which is like an ongoing practice in life, right? 
it creates a nice platform to then learn. And then we get into the third part of our method, which is chemistry. So learning how to deliberately create chemistry between the masculine and the feminine in a relationship or in a potential relationship. So that's fun. I mean, everybody's looking for that, right? Mm -hmm. Either in their long-term relationship or a potential one. So that includes masculine, feminine dynamics and communication and really how to optimally like relate with the other person when you don't have your patterns in the way. The fourth piece of the method is choreography. So that refers to being able to dance through the stages of relationship successfully. We've created something of a roadmap to relationship because most of us are just flying blind. Like some of us are really good at the initial dating and having fun. And then we like freak out when it's time to commit or others of us are like not even wanting to have any fun. We just want to dive in and go deep and lock the person down and get the commitment. And, you know, we all have these different issues. So we've laid out the different stages of relationship and then the skills that are associated with each. So you've got like a really robust set of tools and skills so you can be successful in any stage. Yeah. That actually leads me to my next question is how can you be or how can you successfully navigate the different stages of a relationship? Because obviously, you know, you go from single to dating, to being in a long-term relationship, to getting married, having kids, kids grow up. I mean, there's so many stages in a relationship and, and every stage you grow, I mean, you're constantly changing and growing and becoming different people, sometimes separately, sometimes together. And even in a relationship, you're, you're growing separately and together also. So how do you, how do you navigate that? How do you do that and still come back together and maintain a relationship and do it successfully? Yeah, there's certain, so when the relationship is, within a context of growth and development and discovery, it becomes much easier to remain in a relationship when one of you might be growing in some way and the other one is growing in a different way and this and that, you know, like when Erwan and I, um, we got married back in 2009 and we had these three pillars, you know, on my little like wedding band, I have three little diamonds on his wedding band. He has these three little globe thingies. And The first one stood for, you know, who we are beyond ourselves and as people and the connection to the deeper self. And that's really the context of our relationship. And then the second one was our commitment to our masculine feminine dynamic and the chemistry and the juice and the romance thriving over time. And then the third one was like us, you know, Alicia and Erwan. So when a relationship has space for all of that, then there's a lot more room and flexibility. Um, Obviously, whatever boundaries or rules or whatever it is that you have in your relationship are really good to honor, but there's just more space. And then from there, you know, having the skills of relationship are really are really important because you can focus on, okay, there's skills of flirty, fun, kind of romantic vibe that couples tend to lose. And there's certain skills and practices that help deliberately bring that into the situation. I'll give you an example. You know, like when a couple has a baby, that's like a huge life event, right? Mm -hmm. And that's often when the chemistry dies. I mean, often it's 
down already, right? Because as human beings, we like novelty and there's the honeymoon phase and everybody's excited and sexy. And then it like dies out and people think, oh my God, there's something wrong. I should find someone else. And like, no, you just need new skills, but having a baby. So that's a huge change. Like when Erwan and I had our son and things really change, your energy level changes, your time changes, your body's changing, the whoever mm-hmm. had the baby in whatever way they had the baby. And having skills and practices to bring the sensual energy back into the relationship is really critical there. So I'm giving you an example. You can tell me if I'm answering your question. Well, Mm -hmm. a lot of it is about being deliberate and learning things and then bringing that to the relationship versus being like at the effect and just hoping and that kind of thing. Yeah. I think, I think you're correct too. A lot of times there's only so much time in a day, right? And so we focus our energies on on different things because we only have so much time, especially when you have kids or you're in school or you work a a job or two jobs. You just have so many things that you're focusing on other things. And, And many times it's not deliberate. It's not like you're intentionally doing those things, but this person that's a constant in your life is there. It's a constant. You think it's a constant. You think, okay, it's, you know, they're just there. But that kind of fades away because you're not intentionally giving them attention, showing them love, showing them affection. And people need that. Both Both parties need that. Both parties need to know that they are loved and wanted and affection and sex and That is very, very important in a relationship. And maybe some people can go without it for a very, very long time. But at some point, that other person or one of those parties or both parties are no longer going to feel loved and wanted and needed in that relationship. And that kind of fades away. That's, you know, although that is a stage, it is one you can get back with tools to be able to find those things and and find the reasons that you love that person in in the beginning. And it is about having that awareness of your actions, of their actions, of of making small changes. You don't have to become a different person, but making small changes to be more aware of what you're doing and how you're treating the other person for sure. Indeed. Yes. It it really what you're saying is so great because it's it really is being deliberate. I mean, you think about it, your body doesn't just stay in shape, you know, like without, (laughs) you know, like paying attention to what you're eating and movement and whatever it is that works for you in that regard. And it's the same thing with relationship. And it's really easy to take people for granted. And it's not out of some like malice, you know, it's just that we weren't taught how to deal with relationships. We weren't, we were certainly taught important things like, okay, if you smoke, you're going to have, you're going to like, your lungs are going to be blah, blah, you get cancer, da, da, da. you know, we're, we're, we're taught to look forward to the future and alter our actions in the present for certain really important things, but not relationship. And absolutely people will be like, oh my God, I have the, you know, I'm not attracted to my partner anymore. Or, you know, I don't feel like having sex, but I, I don't know what, you know, and then they hide it and they think they're alone or they, you know, go outside the relationship or they break up or, you know, it's like, there's, there's very little kind of public common knowledge of like, oh, you know, you can actually get some help with this and it's normal. And most people are dealing with this kind of thing. 
Well, and I, I think people aren't told that there are going to be periods when you're not attracted to your partner. That, that's per it is absolutely perfectly normal to at times in your relationship not feel attracted. And whether it is internal, maybe there's something going on with your hormones or external, what's going on with your life, there are going to be periods where you're not on the same page. But it doesn't mean that the relationship is over you can absolutely work to get that back. Maybe you can't, but you know, there are times when your relationship is up. There are times when your relationship is down. That's just a part of life. I mean, it just is. There are times when you're going to be happy. There are times when you're going to be sad. There are times when you're going to gain weight and lose weight. You know, it's all about the intention that you put with it. Exactly like you said, what you're feeding yourself or how much you're exercising and the intention and how deliberate you are with your actions are going to show results. If you are deliberately spending time with your partner, you are doing things and, and actions that are creating a better relationship, you will have a better relationship. If you are going out and partying and not being in your, in your relationship at all and spending time away from each other, obviously then you're not going to be together, you know? So it's, it's all about your actions, but it is normal in a relationship to have times when things are great and have times when things are bad, but it doesn't mean that that's the end if you're willing to work on it, but both parties or both parties have to be willing and, and want to work on it. That's part of the thing too. Yes. And it can be complex. I mean, relationships are very complex right. and the way that our parents' relationship was or wasn't has an effect on us. Sometimes we unconsciously expect that, okay, we'll be together for a little while. And, and once we're, you know, or we'll be together for a certain amount of time, it'll be good. Then it transitions to companionship. And that's just how it is. Cause that's what we saw with our parents or maybe something, you know, much more difficult happened or divorce or death or abuse or, you know, all these difficult mm -hmm. things, unfortunately we all go through and, you know, it, it takes something to kind of tease that out sometimes because we can find ourselves avoiding our partner or avoiding mm -hmm. sex or something or getting into some kind of power or struggle. And the roots are often, you know, they don't even have to do with the other person. So it, they're particularly complex. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Which actually, how, how is there a way or how can you handle, because like my parents have been married for 53 years, almost 50, 54 years. You know, that's what I saw growing up. My whole family is like that. My grandparents were married for 60 years my aunts and uncles have been married forever and ever. that's that is my family that's how my family's been that's what i've seen growing up and just how my life has been so i don't know divorce i don't like that i'm also not married either and i've been with my partner for 12 years so mm -hmm. you know commitment is a, is important to me but also marriage has not been it is not a deal breaker for me so that it's you know very kind of weird right <laughs> you would think <laughs> you would think ha seeing marriage my entire life marriage would be important to me but commitment is important so what you see growing up is absolutely affects it, it absolutely affects your your life just like it does with diet just like it does with exercise it is it's habitual so how can you break cycles or how can you learn or unlearn behaviors 
and bring those into new relationships or existing relationships to help change those patterns? The most important thing about changing patterns or just dealing with them is becoming aware of them. We are largely not aware of what we're doing in relationship. Like we think, and me too, every, all of us, right? I mean, we, we think like we're making decisions and we're making choices and we have some say over how we feel or that the way we feel is because he is like that or that this circumstance happened or whatever. And so it takes inquiry. You know, one of the practices that Erwan and I train all of our students in is we call it psychological inquiry. It's really a way of not like analyzing your experience or your past, but really feeling into it. Like really, oh, wow. You know, what am I feeling now in this moment? Or like so-and-so and I just had this big fight and it's the fight we have like once a month somehow. And, oh, wow. Like, what do I feel? What is this bringing up for me? What does this remind me of? And kind of like feeling into like, oh, I feel like, you know, I'm just making up random things. You know, I, I feel like fed up with my partner and they never do it right. And I'm so frustrated and I can't get what I want or, you know, and then rather than stopping there and making it about the partner, cause they're doing it all wrong. Like, wow, that feels like tense in my chest. And okay, what does this remind me of? Da, da, da. Or if you feel like, yeah, I, I feel small. I feel scared. I feel like I need somebody to take care of me. I keep trying to make my partner do that. You know, feeling into these, it's called object relations. It's like mm -hmm. a psychological term, but feeling into these like deep relational patterns in the body. And it's not like you even have to figure it all out or analyze, but when you kind of like take it back into yourself and you're like, I'm triggered. I'm having a reaction. Like, how can I be aware of that? And then bring it in to conversation, right? That's like a very good place to start. And if the other person's willing to do that too, I mean, it's just, it's so easy to butt heads and bicker, but when we are willing to look deeper, I mean, Erwin and I, you know, we are not by any means perfect. Like we totally have our issues. I mean, and nobody's like, perfect. And, so we'll just, right. we'll just throw we'll just, that out there. <laughs> right. Sometimes people think like, oh, you're a relationship expert. And we're like, no, we're human. Like we always try to talk about it, but even when we have stuff going on, it's like, we both kind of know the other person's pattern. And it's like, it just makes it totally different, even when there's still hard stuff going on. Yeah. I, one thing with the awareness that it is very difficult. And I think sometimes it, it is, it's hard to look back on yourself because, you know, your, your patterns and your behaviors and your insecurities also, and your triggers also are because maybe some things that they say are not meant to be in a certain way, but it triggers you. Mm -hmm. uh, but I know, you know, because we've been to counseling a few times, you know, a number of times, but I, I think it's a great thing. I, even if you're not having issues in a relationship, I think it's important because it does bring awareness to a relationship. And there are things in therapy that we have found or that have been said on one side or the other that kind of were like light bulb moments. Like, I didn't realize you felt this way when I said this, or mm -hmm. why do you think that that I feel this way. I mean, there was a, a time when he made a comment just saying, you know, 
I, I can't even remember what it was now. It was so many years ago, but just saying something. And the therapist said, why do you think that you can make her do anything? And it was like, oh, and she's right. like, you can ask her and she can make a decision. And then you have your answer, but you can't make her do anything. Right. And it was like, but I, but I didn't know that he felt the way that he did about whatever it was. So it's like the awareness of how someone feels about a situation may not even be there on the other side and your partner's upset about it and you don't even know. So, you know, it's, it's even those little things that you're bringing awareness to that are on one side or the other that, that aren't spoken word. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. It's a lot of there's, it, they are, they're complex. Relationships are very complex. <laughs> very. And you know, the good news is that it doesn't have to be drudgery, you know, the work and all that. Cause what we're talking about, it's like, Oh God, you know, it's like, uh, who wants to deal with that? You know, it's like hard and everything, but the, the, the payoff is, is great. <laughs> you know what I sure. mean? It's like it can't personal growth, especially the way Erwan and I, in our classes and in our coaching, like we make it fun, you know, it's not all rainbows and whatever's, but you know, it's also can be fun. And I remember, I mean, I was studying to become a therapist. I was like steeped in all the therapy stuff in my master's program. And then when I went to like watch Erwan teach one of his courses, which he was so funny because I'm like, can I come to the pleasure course just to see what you do? And he's like, sure. You know, there's one this weekend. And then I went and like, I, I walked in and they're like, okay, you're on the roster. Like there's your seat. He like put me in the course as a participant. And I was like, oh shit, but I did it. I love <laughs> workshops and stuff, but it, I was like, I can't believe how deep this is. Right. I was like uncovering all this intimacy stuff, but how fun it was, you know, there's like sophistication you can have with romance and with sexuality and like it, it, it there's a fun aspect of it that we don't want to leave out. Um, sure. Right. As well as the depth and the psychological stuff, you know, it's like well, and you're yeah. in a relationship with someone and you have a partner to enjoy them, to enjoy your partner, to have a good time. So yeah, you have to uncover all these stupid deep things. Okay. This sucks, <laughs> yeah. but like you're doing it because you want to be able to laugh with them and be intimate with them and enjoy your partner. <laughs> so yeah, that you want the pleasure part. That's what you have. That's what they're there for. <laughs> exactly. That, and that's why you get, that's the other thing. I love that you said that because, you know, barring um, like an arranged marriage, most people are together because they have the hots for each other. They had fun. It was exciting. So you don't want to like leave that out after a while. Right. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to touch a little bit on partners working together. So my, my boyfriend and I, we worked together. I own a business now. He works with me some of the time. So <laughs> <laughs> they're partners working together or working together in a business, in a home, working together at work. How can people do that successfully? And especially like for someone working above someone and under someone, how do people do that <laughs> well? <laughs> well, we are we're pretty good at it now. We have been stumbling our way through it pretty much our whole relationship. So I, I will tell you how, and I will say, I don't generally recommend that people that are in a relationship also have a work, you know, like work together, um, unless 
you really, really want to, or I don't know what, you know, it's, it's definitely by far the place we have the most challenge in our relationship. And I think particularly because, you know, Erwan founded the organization 10 years before we met, I was like early twenties, like, oh my God, this is so cool. And I was like, <laughs> oh God, I have to learn to run a business, you know, and I didn't know the first thing who was there to teach me just Erwan, right? So I had to learn a lot from him and it's just triggering, you know, I mean, if you have a normal boss, that's just your boss and that's it, like mm-hmm. you're going to want to listen to them and do what they ask probably. But when it's your relationship partner, I was just like, why are you telling me what to do? Why are you talking? <laughs> you're, you're criticizing me. You're criticizing me, you know, and we've done a lot of work to move beyond it. So things are good now, but um, it's hard. And whether it's, you know, working together in a home, like as parents or something, or you're in a business together or whatever, the, by far, the biggest tip I have is to really find your own strengths and your, the, your partner's strengths and just do the thing that is your strength as much as possible and like lift the other person up to do their strength. I am not, I mean, this is more about maybe running a household as parents. I'm just really not into like, everything has to be 50, 50. I'm into not keeping a scorecard, you know, like I wash the dishes in our house, you know, and some people might be like, God, that's so, you know, I don't know, misogynistic or something, but I'm like, I, it's relaxing. I need them washed right away. I am type A and Erwan does so much of the cooking. Like he, I mean, we just do what we want to do. And then of course there's dumb things. Neither of us ever wants to do, but we just kind of deal with that. But mostly you just want to find your strength and, and like lean into it and let your partner do that. Now in a business, in a work relationship, it can be trickier. Um, but we've found our way in terms of like, there are certain things Erwin is just in charge, you know, like he directs things. He's really good at that. I deal with myself enough to be like, okay, I'm going to listen. I'm going to just do what he says, unless I have a strong opinion. And then I have a huge piece that is like mine autonomous. He doesn't even see it. I like that. I run it and he just does whatever I need, you know? So that's how we are today. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's funny because so my boyfriend and I, we met working together actually, Uh and we work well. Like when we work together, we work really, really well together. Mm -hmm. Like we never had any issues working together, but we worked together, same level, right? you know, know, no issue. We had a boss. Now I'm the boss. (laughs) So it, it makes it, it's a totally different dynamic in the home. We also work fairly well together. You know, again, he does the dishes, he does the laundry, you know, he's really, he always takes the trash out he has his responsibilities. I have mine. I take care of most of the bills. Like mm-hmm. we do, we have our strengths and things that we don't like to do. We, you know, we have a house cleaner to do the things we don't want to do, you know, exactly. a landscaper. Like we take, this is things we're not going to do. This is things we will do and separate it from there. And that alleviates most of the arguments, but in business, it is, it's really difficult because I'm the boss. This is my business. I built this business. I started from scratch and I know the business from the ground up. So you coming into it, I have to tell you what to do and you don't like it when I tell you what to do. Yes. Okay. (laughs) So if you don't know what to do and you don't like me telling what to do, then how, what? (laughs) Yes. So it makes it very hard. Mm -hmm. So it's, 
what I've found for me is it's all in the approach. It's how it, it's how I approach him. Me having trust in him, having faith that if I ask him to do something and how I explain it to him and allowing him to do it, understanding that he might make mistakes, not going crazy about it. <laughs> you you and be okay. would be very close friends about this. <laughs> <laughs> but... You know, it is it is easier for me to just do it. But at the end of the day, if I allow him to do things, it does take things off my plate and he'll learn and he'll do it. And then it does take a lot of stress off of me because there's things that he can do. So it is difficult, but, you know, it's a learning curve. It's a process also like your relationship is, you know. And that alleviates stress from both of you. It helps both of you, but it it's just, it's a learning curve. It's a process and you have to figure that out and figure out what your strengths are and also figure out how to approach it in the best way possible for the both of you to get the point across, but also not to piss the person off. <laughs> it, yeah. And there's leverage points that are so personal, you know, like in our situation, we realize like everyone's like, oh, I don't verbally appreciate and acknowledge as much as I could. And that like makes a difference for me, you know, yeah. with anyone we want that, but you know, for me and my personality and whatever I need and want that, you know, for him, it's really important that if he like puts forth this new idea or we're doing this. And then in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm scared or I don't know, or I have concerns. But like, if I first say like, oh, wow, that's really interesting, you know, or I just say something to receive him before I'm like, well, wait, but what about this? Or like, I don't want to do that. Or, you know, so there's these things that we can learn about our partners and then just be deliberate and right. you're not being fake or, you know, it's more like, okay, let me have this work for the other person as well as for me. And then also just deciding like, this is worth it, you know, because like you're saying, it takes work to right. make it work, but you know, we love what we do so much, but this is worth it. It would probably right. be maybe more, I don't know, easy or something if we both did our own thing, but we just love it. So we're willing. And it sounds like for you, that might be the case too. Like there's enjoyment in it. And I think for us too, really it's a time for us to be together which is a big thing because in our everyday lives we work opposite schedules so for him to come in and work in my business it's a time where he's with me mm -hmm. and that's a time that we get to spend together even though it's at my job but he's there with me so yeah you know. hmm. That sounds nice. I mean, yeah. it sounds, it sounds, I like the way you're saying it and the way it feels <laughs> when you say it. It's yeah, definitely. A, it's all a process. And again, it's the stages of relationships and kind of things you have to do to alter those relationships and, and rekindle that intimacy, find those times to spend together, find, you know, what works. And it's never, it's never just going to be easy in a fairy tale. That's just not real life. So you have to figure out how you can live the best life you can with what you have with the person that you're with, right? So true. And it's so nice to remember that. I love how you said it. 
because there is, there's that fantasy thing. And I remember being in graduate school and one of my professors, I don't know why she said this or what we were talking about. She was like an older woman and she would dress in these really colorful clothing and had long, long hair. And she was like this, I loved her. And she said (laughs) one day, she's like, to the class. She's like, you know what guys, like life is just messy. It's messy and you have to work at it. And it's just how it is. And that is okay. And there was some wave of relief that came over me like, (laughs) oh man, you know, we all are not all, but some of us try to live up to this or we're judging ourselves against how we think what should be. Social media doesn't help with this. There's just fantasy, American dream, whatever the F we're we're looking at, but right. And then we feel bad, you know, it's like, oh my God, like, can we just let ourselves (laughs) have our lives, have our partners, how they are work at it. Right. I mean, we can just be free of that judgment. I mean, how many times have you heard or felt like I working in this profession that people got married and they felt like that was it. Well, I got married. Done. (laughs) What? That's the very beginning. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. That's the beginning. <laughs> you haven't even started. You have another 50 years. Like <laughs> marriage is nothing. That's a day. Like you you have the rest of your life to worry about. You have kids and careers and retirement and so many things to think about, like moving and and everything under the sun. Like that's not even the fun part. <laughs> right. Exactly. I feel like we as you say that, I'm thinking, man, we should, you know, weddings should be saved for you know, like 10 years in, 30 years in, like how are things going? Not that they need to be perfect, but like, wow, you've done done the work, you've been engaging. (laughs) Let's celebrate. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I feel like so many times I've had, I saw so many of my friends get married or say, you know, well, we were together for this many years, so it's time to get married. And then it was like, everybody just gave up and it's like, what, what, why? And I think that's why I've always felt like I don't need to because I'm constantly working on my relationship because I want to be with this person. I choose to be with this person, you know, and marriage isn't an end point for me. It's it's the relationship that's an end point for me, a constant working on us and a future and being with the person that you're with. Mm-hmm. It's a choice. It's a constant choice to choose your relationship to choose the person that you want to spend your life with. Mm. That's beautiful. <laughs> so well said. I love all it. I got for it you. in my heart. No, it's beautiful. And it's so true. Yeah. So, um, the Davon method is, and all of your courses that you have events that you have are listed on your website. And that is Erwan Davon.com. Yes, but I'm going to make it easier. Okay. <laughs> because yeah, uh, yeah. Long story short is that our organization for many years was called Erwan Davon Teaching. It was my husband's name, right? Yes. And then finally, he's been like for years, he's like, Alicia, we need to have a name that's like us, not me, you know? And yeah. I'm like, didn't want to do the back end stuff that you have to do. Finally, we did it. So it's okay. the Davon Method. And Perfect. You, yeah, you can find <laughs> us online at davonmethod.com perfect we <laughs> are on tiktok and instagram davonmethod.com and it's really fun to go check that out on social media because we really want people to feel good when they're scrolling in social media versus not good so when you watch our little video clips they're valuable and fun 
And uh, yeah, if anybody wants to find out about what we do, you can just head to our website. You can also, I'll give you a link for the show notes. People can click to set up a free, you know, chat with me. If you want to tell me about your life and what you're looking for, we've got in-person opportunities and teams and kind of cool community stuff. If you live in the Bay area and otherwise all of our classes are online and they're super fun. Yeah. And you have a a couple of events coming up in September. Mm -hmm. So we do, we do. I don't know when this episode's going to air, but we've got a really fun, easy kind of bite-sized chunk of a course, um, online weekend course, the pleasure course, September 24th and 25th. And what does the pleasure course entail? What, um, what is, what is the pleasure course? <laughs> yeah. So the pleasure course, it's our flagship course. Actually, it's like the first course we ever taught. We've been teaching it for 30 years. We've adapted it to online and we dive really deeply into the Davon method. So over the five days, we go really deeply into the, you know, the psychological, the spiritual, the chemistry, the relationship skills and the sexuality, which we didn't really get to today. So it's like an intensive experience getting to dive into those things and it's on zoom, you know, so it's fun. You get to meet other people. It's convenient from your living room. You participate as much or as little as you want. It's yeah. Cool. Well, I will have all that in my show notes as well. Is there anything that you wanted to leave our listeners with today? Well, let's see. I mean, we've talked about so many amazing things. I think (laughs) just like to have hope. You know, I mean, not, not blind hope or like, I'm just going to wait and see what happens, but just the vibe of what we're talking about today, like you, whether you're single or you're in a relationship or things are good or they're amazing or they're boring or they're hard or you're not sure or whatever, like you can have them be better and you can learn and you can lean into it. And so just for anybody who's listening, who kind of forgot that or didn't know that I want to say it. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank I I really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, I will post uh, the link to um, your event, that Zoom event for the pleasure, the pleasure. What's it called? Of course, the pleasure course. Pleasure course. <laughs> like the pleasure. I just like the pleasure. Just pleasure. Just, just pleasure. pleasure. <laughs> I get <the> pleasure. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and the link to your website as well. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Thank you everyone for listening today and we will see you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People with your host, Gabrielle Mazar. If you would like more information on today's episode, you can find it in the show notes and on Gabrielle's website at www.destinationfitcations.com. Visit to keep an eye out for upcoming fitcations. Be sure to share the show, give this podcast a review, and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Join us next week to hear more stories from people just like you. This has been the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People with Gabrielle Mazar.